Good afternoon, I'm Jordan Peoples, and Marvel sucks. I'm Cade Weiberg, and no it doesn't, but Marvel also does not suck. Case in point, we have a very special episode today. Our first of potentially many Marvel <laughs> mysteries. Yeah, we have a you know we have some filler time. Um, first, we got we got some stuff to talk about. It's been a week. Yeah, how many days? How many days in a week? Up to seven. Up to not excluding seven days since yeah. we last saw each other. Yeah, did we record last Tuesday? No, Wednesday. Maybe. When did we record this? I have no idea. <laughs> might have been Tuesday. Oh, it was the Dark Knight. It might have been Wednesday. Yeah. Who, Who knows? knows? <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things. Um, it's, one, it's the first so, mystery of the podcast. Yeah, the first of many, of many Marvel <laughs> mysteries. Um, so, over the weekend, I watched Ex Machina. Mm. Fantastic. Yeah, that was... Uh, is it the guy who's the... Oscar Isaac and Hux. Yes, General Hux. Hux is who I was yes. thinking of. Dom Hall Gleason. Yes. yes. I saw something with Dom Hall Gleason in it. Okay. Though not the entire thing. Okay. It was, was it Star Wars? No, it was Futile and something. It was, it's Stupid that, and Futile Jester. Yes. You watched that? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. Well, I started watching. Okay. I did not finish I made it halfway through. It. My dad really recommended it. Yeah. Um, and it had a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, so I was kind of skeptical going in. Yeah. Every time I was going to back out of it, they kept cracking a funny joke. Yeah. And I was like playing video it's games not... and it was on my phone. I wasn't really paying attention. Yeah, it's not terrible but the set design and the costume design is kind of garbage and that's like really distracting like yeah. uh uh will forte's wig looks like shit mm-hmm. it's and it just looks strangely cheap yeah like i mean i'm sure it was made cheaply think, but it well, just also a lot of, of those jokes i think that was just kind of the aesthetic that national lampoon yeah. movies are kind of going for and all those jokes was it was so like animal house humor or stuff like that and yeah. i was just like this doesn't hold up as much yeah. as well. I mean, Animal House is it's still kind great, of obviously. It's kind of like how like the lineage of comedy goes where something's funny, mm-hmm. and then we've all heard that joke, so then comedy evolves. Correct. And it, I mean, it's not that that stuff isn't funny anymore. It's just that it's been so done by so many people. It, yes. I think there's also just sort of a test of time thing. Um, I, I'm sure, like, in 20 years, people will see, like, Tim and Eric, and that'll be like, ugh, this boring stuff. <laughs> this has been so overdone. Uh, I mean, I'm definitely seeing more Tim and Eric influence people on, like, the internet and stuff, so sure. it's like a spreading kind of uh, comedic sensibility mm-hmm. that'll definitely play itself out. Um, but can we talk about Ex Machina, or do you have any other interruptions you'd like to get out of the way? Uh, I'm just, you know, musing on how subversive things become the establishment, you know. So anyway, ex Meet the new boss, same as the old boss. That's the who that <laughs> yeah, said that. Yeah, they did say that. And remember, they used to be kind of rebellious, but now they're the establishment. Isn't that funny how that happens? <laughs> what other examples are there? What'd you think of the their Super Bowl <laughs> performance? Oh yeah, that was garbage. <laughs> Not good? Even from a big Who fan like yourself? Yeah, no, it wasn't good. Oh. Wow, that must have been heartbreaking for you. Yeah, what were you talking about? Because even Paul McCartney. I was, was just great. doing a bit where I was distracting. But <laughs> no, I want you to. Doing... I want you to crucify your childhood heroes on the uh, podcast live. I, I who's great? 
Even like when they did the Super Bowl. They weren't great then. Okay. But I don't like most Super Bowl performances. Paul McCartney's was great. They were not memorable. I don't remember it. Okay. Whose do you remember? Uh, my favorite Super Bowl performance uh-huh. was Bruno Mars. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> wow, I we, thought his was okay. We already shit on Bruno Mars a couple episodes ago <laughs> talking about the Grammys. Yeah. Wow. We, Bruno, I mean, come on the pod. Bruno Mars Talk definitely about did Marvel. better than Justin Timberlake did. Yeah, honestly, they've all been pretty... Like, even Coldplay. I like Coldplay, and that mm. was just very... Not great. Yeah. It's so, it's not about the music anymore. It's just like the production of the Super Bowl is, pl- or they are the puppeteers yeah. and the musician is the puppet. Yeah. Every year. And the, I don't know, it's always unsatisfying because they, they want to fit in more songs than they have time for. Mm-hmm. I would love it if someone just went out there and played like, they have what, 10 minutes, 12 minutes? 20. They have 20 whole 20 minutes? 20 whole minutes. Yes. Oh, and they always try to squeeze in, like, nine songs. <laughs> Just play, like, four songs. They do, but it's still... Coldplay songs are, like... They can't play I'm like just, the intro to fucking... Just play four songs in their entirety. You have time for that. Yeah, Five but, minutes I mean, each. how... When are you... When does Lady Gaga have time to do a bit? Yeah, no. None of this. <laughs> I just strip it down. Bare minute. Just people on a stage playing decent yeah. music. See, that's what I want. And then here you go, repping all your all your your post Malone and your rap that you love. Yeah, post Malone <laughs> definitely could not handle a, a Super Bowl performance. Yeah, but that might be entertaining <laughs> <laughs> to watch him fail. Yeah. Um, can we talk about Ex Machina? Well, also, I, I want to say it doesn't have to be a band. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I watched Annihilation last night. Yeah, so how was Ex Machina? <laughs> uh, ooh. <laughs> I'm going to be... You're, you're, I'm going to remember this when I'm reading some mysteries later. I'm going to omit okay. a clue or two. Uh, how dare you yeah. <laughs> omit a clue? Is that something you would do? <laughs> you knew it. <laughs> you know. Um, That's funny. You had none, but I still had a few. That's true. Puns. <laughs> <laughs> you got any more? Can we talk about some shit? No, I'm through. Okay. Oh, he's not <laughs> done yet. Goku Kachub. Yeah, but I am done. As the war is said. Mm-hmm. Okay. What? You don't want to? You don't have any other? Nope. You're not gonna blo- filibuster. Mm-mm. Okay. Would you like? What? What do you think about Ex Machina? I haven't seen it. <laughs> You've seen Ex Machina? No. Yes. I thought you went to the theater with Seth. No. Someone has been lording that this movie, I should see it, for the longest time. Not me. I thought it was you. Nope. Is this part of the bit? No. <laughs> I have not seen this movie. But also, I find this funny enough that you're going to think I'm lying. But I can't tell you a single detail about this movie. You don't film. know anything about this movie? No. I could have swore you saw it with Seth. I've also heard good things about it. Like, it's been recommended to me, but I don't... Oh, I really thought. It's about, like, robots... Kind AI, of. maybe? Oscar Isaac designs the first, like, real AI, mm-hmm. and he invite he's a trillionaire, and he yeah. invites Tom Hall Gleason to his mansion in the middle of the forest um, to test his AI. Hmm. And there, a lot of stuff happens. It's a very good movie. You should watch it. All right. Um, then this guy made Annihilation, which I watched last night. Oh, I didn't know. It was the same dude. Yeah, same dude. Is, is uh, Ex Machina on Netflix or anything? No, I, I had to rent it. Bah! Yeah. Um, it's very good though. Yeah. I'll, I'll see if I can get my hands on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You find a Blu-ray in the street. Well, you know, Blockbuster or whatever. Yeah, I know. They're still doing stuff. Yeah. 
like bankruptcy mm-hmm. proceedings. They're pretty busy with that. Yeah, it's very time consuming. <laughs> um, but Annihilation, I think we might have to do a pod on it. Yeah. Because it is one, there are not one, but two Marvel characters in it. Mm. We have Natalie Portman, Thor's love, and we have uh, Chow from Doctor Strange. Yeah, so what's the elevator pitch for this? What's the short? The Honestly, synopsis? this is the best. Or should they not tell me? Uh, I can't really explain it without... It's basically... it's. I compared it to 2001 A Space Odyssey. Like, I think okay. this is a revolutionary sci-fi movie. Wow. It's, it's, it's Blade Runner 2049 impressive, and I think it will stand the test of time more so than that. Wow. That is, that is incredibly I high I think praise. we should do a pod on this. Yeah. I mean, if it's that good. It's very, very good. I give it, uh, I give it probably 5.25 out of 6 Avengers. Maybe 5.5, actually. How has it been received? Uh, box office not well. Mm-hmm. Um, critically very well received. Ninety percent certified fresh okay. tomato. Um, it's interesting overseas. Like they sort of just uh, whoever the production company is gave the distribution rights overseas. Like it's not playing in any theaters. It exclusively went straight to Netflix, and huh. now it is just in the U.S. at in the theaters. And I have no idea why they did that, but it is suffering in the box office because of it. Yeah. I have no idea what their angle was. Well, I guess it depends how much money they got for the deal of putting it on Netflix. Probably like if they if they were like, we'll give you a hundred million for it, yeah. and they were projecting that they were going to make you know anything yes. less than that, they yeah. might just throw in the towel. <sighs> this movie, I all the way through, it was it was mesmerizing, like Blade Runner, but mm-hmm. the ending. I feel like Blade Runner was more a start to finish kind of a story, even though it wasn't really plot heavy. You're just focusing on you know. This detectives. Yeah. We're just following Ryan Gosling. Yeah, exactly. This, the ending, you can, it's like sort of left up and up to interpretation, I guess, mm. is the best way to say it. Yeah. Tiger and the Lady. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Whatever that means. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> um, basically, the elevator pitch is uh, Oscar Isaac is also in this, and his wife, Natalie Portman, him mm-hmm. and him are in the military, and they both at different times go into this basically other dimension, I Hmm. guess is how you say it, and they explore the other dimension. Hmm. And it is just a sci-fi trip. Okay. Well, I'll see that this week. Okay. And then we will do a podcast next week. I mean, sci-fi is definitely a genre that can pull me into a theater. I love love sci-fi. This was incredible. I would love to talk about this movie in detail because I feel... I'm still kind of curious about what the end is. I've read some... Everyone has a different answer about explaining Hmm. the ending. Yeah. And I sort of haven't found... I found one that I'm pretty comfortable with. Yeah. But I don't know if that's the one that I'm 100% attached to. But All right. we should discuss it. We should also discuss, um, you know, how this ties into the MCU, because there are two MCU characters. Is this before or after Natalie Portman's love romance with Thor? <laughs> yeah, we'll have to figure that out All on right. the Yes, on the app. All right, so if you're listening to this now, in seven days... You will be listening to that. To Annihilation. Yeah. Get ready. Buckle Marvel your Marvel sucks seatbelt. versus know it. Doesn't. And also this way you can know to listen to it. So yes. you're not just surprised and like, well, I haven't seen that. I don't want to listen to this spoiler. I thing. mean, it will say. You got the, time to watch It'll it. say in the title. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They but, click but, on it. but they would be like, oh, I want to listen to this now. Oh, it's talking about a movie that I haven't seen yet. I, this episode or next episode? Next episode. But the, yeah, that'll be titled... Annihilation. Annihilation. But they won't know that it's titled that until it appears on their phone. 
at which point they might want to listen to it. But so you're talking about it. if they just like walk in and their roommates listening to it on the radio, the podcast <laughs> no. and it, like, interrupts them. I don't understand how you can. I don't understand this. what you're talking about. This is a Winter Soldier argument all over. <laughs> this is not. Do you not believe in a magic planet, Jordan? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's just break this down okay. simply, step by step. Uh, I'm confused. Sometimes I, I listen to a, a podcast called Hello Internet. Okay. And they always do a Star Wars episode. But sure. I don't really keep up with when, you know, when that comes out. So, so like, I, I'm sitting down to work. And I'm like, oh, I'd like to listen to this podcast. Yep. So I load up the episode. Yep. And it's like, Star yep. Wars, crap. I can't listen to the new episode because I haven't seen it yet. Okay. But if they told me a week beforehand that they were going to be talking about Star Wars, oh, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to make a point to see it. Yeah. So you're just saying if they're listening to these in chronological order. Yes. If you think they click on the link that says Marvel Mysteries before they click on the link that says Annihilation. Yeah, because I assume that everyone listens as soon as this pops up. <laughs> well, I mean, mo- I assume five million refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. Boom, new think, app. They watch it. I mean, five out of the five million. I realistically, I think four point nine million listen to it day of. Mm-hmm. And then a hundred, with whatever the rest of the number is, <laughs> sort of just uh, um, they're like, "Ooh, this isn't a Marvel movie." Pass, hard mm. pass. In fact, you know, I feel like at this point we've ingratiated ourselves with the audience enough. They like us. Mm-hmm. They're coming back for all these uh, these film all the spinoffs. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they have to. Otherwise, how are they going to know the road to Infinity War? We're going to be talking about it. Yeah, it's all the details are sprinkled. Throughout. In the pod. Yeah. So much anticipation for this movie. It's like watching the credit sequence at the end of a Marvel movie, mm-hmm. where you're just waiting through all the stupid names for the, the juicy <laughs> for the nugget the of juicy actual nugget. stuff. Yeah. Oh, I love those nuggets. Yeah. Black Panther wasn't really a good nugget. No. For post-creds. No. It was sort of like just a, like this a podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't put ourselves down. People are going to be listening to this. This is going to be a popular app, I can tell. Mm-hmm. Um, and how. And how. First, I found a fun article today just, you know, to keep uh, keep our Marvel content high. Uh-huh. Um, this is a breakdown of the MCU timeline. Okay. And this is going to sort of blow your mind, like in a sci-fi way, because you probably you watch them linearly, naturally, yeah. as I did. The order they were released. Yes. Not the order they took place, Correct. I assume. Correct. But they took place in different times. Mm. I want to see if you noticed. So okay. I'm going to hit the high points of this. This is also like, I dabble, I've gotten notes from a wiki page. I did a little research. Okay. Um, so, starting with 2008, Iron Man, uh, Iron Man... Iron Man 2, Thor, and Incredible Hulk all took place in the same week. Wait, what? <laughs> See, it's blowing your mind already. Iron Man? Uh-huh. Oh, so, uh, maybe, no, sorry. All right, Iron Man 2, Thor, and Incredible Hulk all took place in the same week. Huh. So Iron Man happens. Yeah. Uh, I think, and there's some more details at the bottom of this. Iron Man happens, then Iron Man 2, the post-cred at the end of The Incredible Hulk is Tony Stark after Iron Man 2. Yeah, it just feels like they would have been. I mean, I guess they don't. They're all so busy in their own movies; they're not stopping to watch the news. <laughs> sure, exactly. But you think of a furnace monster attacks that Tony Stark hears about it. Oh well, yeah, but he was busy dying of of whatever that yeah. disease was. That was cured. Yeah, he's fine now. And, well, Incredible Hulk also has an abomination to fight in New York. Yeah, and the, none of these are happening in the same place, so mm. that's not a problem. Busy week. Busy week. Busy week indeed. Um, Civil War takes place after a, or after a year after the events of Age of Ultron. 
Hmm. Okay. Doctor Strange is the most nebulous as to when it starts or ends because one, they mention him in Winter Soldier. Yeah. As a threat, or as so he always already has to be Doctor Strange by then. Correct, and it's also agreed that it starts a lot or a good amount of time before Civil War because uh, it or it ends. Sorry, I'm butchering this. Um, It's generally agreed upon that it starts sometime before Civil War and ends months or even years afterward because Strange is a much more practiced sorcerer than when he began. Right. Hmm. Well, and his movie also takes place over a pretty long time because he has a whole training montage. And it's also like manipulating time. Well, and his hand breaks and then they... heal yes that takes a while so his his story i wonder when day one of his story is because surely that predates all of the events of any uh, like the iron man movie or something like surely his journey starts in like i don't know it might tie with iron man yeah 2008 and obviously the earliest story is captain america yes (laughs) yes if we're getting technical um guardians of the galaxy 2 is set only a few months after guardians 1 yeah, I'd believe that. Which means it takes place in 2014. Hmm. Spider-Man Homecoming is the biggest uh, time conflict mm-hmm. um, because the post cred scene happens in 2012 after the events of Avengers 1. Actually, Avengers 1 might have taken place in 2011, but I'll get to that. Yeah. Um, and then it says eight years later, which mm-hmm. means that Spider-Man Homecoming, a majority of the film is taking place in 2020. Right. Um, but also he... Is in the events of Civil War? Yes. Yeah. Spider-Man is. Right. Which happens in 2016, theoretically. Mm -hmm. Ragnarok takes place immediately before the events of Infinity War, because of the post-credits. Yeah, naturally. Black Panther takes place a week after Civil War. Hmm. And that, that makes sense, I guess, because he has to go home to address... After his yeah. father just died. Yeah. And it's pretty fresh. Yeah. Fresh in the wound. Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp trailer indicates that the film takes place in the aftermath of Civil War. So that could be um, any amount of time in between that. Do you know if there's any like fan edits of Marvel movies? Is that a popular thing? Like Star Wars is the type of community where you get fan edits. I just imagine all every single Marvel movie yes. cut chronologically. So you start with Captain America in the flashback. I'm sure that exists. You think? It has to. Someone has made that. That's just a colossal amount of work. Yeah. But in like you'd have to break it up into different files, like year X year to X year and then X year to X year or whatever. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool to get it to see it as accurately as possible. So you cut from like Doctor Strange to the events of Iron Man, uh. and then during the week that apparently all three <laughs> of those movies happen, you're cutting back and forth. That would be an and exhausting it, trip to the cinema. Yeah, watching all of them. And then the, I'd do it. The good part would be that you could cut out some of the stupid shit that happens. <laughs> oh, so like, you're just saying make oh, one large. Yeah, but this would it'd still be like it'd almost be like re-editing it into a chronological like TV series. Okay, so like an Avengers type deal, like Avengers the series, mm-hmm. straight to Netflix. Yeah, but okay. then chronologically for some reason, which is not how you'd do it if it was a TV show. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I'm interested. I'm just saying. Imagine, Sign me up. This, I'm, this I'm is down. what this is making me think. Yeah, of. I'm sure it exists. Um, uh, so Homecoming was set in July 2017. Uh, which means Peter would be in his senior year of high school by this time the Homecoming sequel comes out. But Kevin Feige has said the next film will pick up where he is a junior. 
Considering that Spider-Man is one of Marvel's major anchors beyond Phase 3, makes sense that they'd want to revamp the timeline around him. Theoretically, this means Homecoming 2 will take place in 2021, after the events of Infinity War. Hmm. It seems like they could have gotten that right the whole first time. Yes. Just all this timeline stuff. Like, that seems like he had enough time to work with where he could have spread it out if he had thought about it beforehand. Well, they but didn't it seems like they it, get Spider-Man. But it seems like at some point there was just like a, uh, yeah, no, it's fine, whatever. Like, they mm-hmm. didn't think about it once, and now it's fucked them over. So here's the best. This was a fan edit. I think this was, like, from Reddit or something. Mm-hmm. Um, we learn at the beginning of Spider-Man Homecoming during the title card that eight years have passed between the Avengers and Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, it mentions while it also talking to his underlings that they were unnoticed for eight years after the Chitari invasion. That's, uh, um, what's this? Michael Keaton's character. Hmm. Um, thanks to a Mad Money episode in Iron Man 2008 that yeah. was dated 2008. Uh huh. Um, the phase one shield and the shape the phase one shield files, we can pinpoint exactly when that movie takes place. Right. We know that in his shield file, Tony Stark's birthday is May 29th. This file also makes an appearance at the end of Iron Man two. We also know that Iron Man two starting at Tony's birthday, incredible Hulk and Thor also take place in the same week from May 29th, 2009 to June 4th, 2009. Hmm. The earliest that the Avengers can take place for this to all make the most sense within Civil War and Homecoming's timeline is January 2011, since we witnessed Bruce Banner having a controlled transformation 31 days later. At the event of the Incredible Hulk, Nick Fury also states at 1 hour 8 minutes into the Avengers that the events with Thor happened last year. Hmm. In 2010, theoretically. Yeah. 2009. Um... So the timeline is 2008 Iron Man, 2009 Iron Man 2, Incredible Hulk, Thor. Spring or March 2010 is when the Avengers happened. 2013 is when Iron Man 3 happens, because there's a newspaper and it dated that. Well, and it's just Christmas. Sure. So that narrows it down. <laughs> um, but not to the year, because Christmas no. happens every year. Does it? Uh, it does. I've been robbed. <laughs> uh, my, my parents only did it every five. Oh, this is man. ridiculous. That's, whew, you've been gypped. <laughs> they owe you a 20 years backlog of presents. Yeah. Tell them to get on it. Oh, they're probably listening. Yeah, hopefully. Um, uh, okay, so 2014 is Thor Dark World, Captain America Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, um, and Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Hmm. And 2015 is Age of Ultron and Ant-Man. 2016 is Doctor Strange, but also sprinkled a bit before 2016. Mm -hmm. Um, 2017 is Civil War. Homecoming happens two months after Civil War. And this is also consistent with Vision's comment that Civil War takes place eight years since Tony Stark announced that he was Iron Man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that is the nitty-gritty of the timeline. Hmm. I hope you learned something. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like they could have not had the mistakes that they had. Like... (sighs) You're you're spending billions of dollars making these movies. Maybe maybe uh, draw out the timeline. Well, they don't know. They didn't know that they'd get Spider Man immediately. Yeah, but when they put Spider Man in, mm-hmm. uh, then they could have known. Like they could have done the title card right. right this is also you didn't even know that the timeline was a problem until I just mentioned it now. No, because we talked about it before. When? Um, I think when we watched Homecoming. I don't think so. I, I could have sworn we've mentioned it, because I've 
the timeline? Maybe Alex has mentioned it to me. Probably. He's a timeline nut. <laughs> he loves he timelines. He loves timelines. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is my best friend since first grade. That's always been something. Yeah. Timeline, he, yeah, timeline, 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 timeline. I'm like, Alex, you want to play Tide? Timeline. <laughs> Can't. Too busy working on the timeline. Um, so, have you watched anything else of interest this week? Um, perhaps not. Nothing. Uh, Did you watch Leftovers and you're not telling me? No. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, I started watching Lincoln. And then <laughs> I was like... Daniel Day-Lewis nerd. I was... That's my big draw. I was yeah. like, well, I'll go for him. Spie- How do Spielberg and uh, DDL match up? I'll say not well. As yeah. good as P.T. Anderson? No. And DDL? The opposite. <laughs> Worse. I, I was unimpressed by the first like 15 minutes of the movie and i was like eating it while 15 you're gonna give a movie the three hour movie just 15 minutes i there was okay there's a couple things that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way really early on like so it was like lincoln like adopted by german scientists and like manipulated (laughs) to the point where he was i just thought he was he was too blandly good i mean i'm assuming once they get into the need of the film he has more so you just watched 15 minutes of this yeah (laughs) which is not a lot no but it was also enough to make me not want to continue watching even though it could potentially get better yeah what do the critics say of this movie i'm I'm sure it's all positive i mean it's spielberg with daniel day lewis (laughs) it's a very strong but oddly enough you don't like it i i mean at some point i'll finish it just no you won't I think I will. <laughs> Just because what you said about the leftovers. <laughs> I never said I'd finish You it. said you'd eventually get to it. Yeah. Which implies... I think this is more likely just because I've already started Well, it's also it. three hours. Is it? Well, yeah. But that's much less time than 28 hours of the leftovers. Yeah, that's true. Which is unfortunate because I guarantee the leftovers is a better time than Lincoln. Anna, it just... It starts off with Lincoln just sitting, like, in a really Spielbergy kind of picturesque like way like up on this like this stage kind of like he's just sitting there being super humble like in the mouth from jaws <laughs> yeah okay and he's just i don't know it just looks like like i said it doesn't look natural or anything and he's talking to these two soldiers and that's all fine like there it's a little weird that they have a direct audience with the president but whatever it was Maybe the olden he, days he was a man of the people yeah, so it's fine sure. but then uh the kid who's in Valerian and Chronicle. Ugh. What's that guy's name? Uh, I know. Uh, the Hobgoblin from Spider-Man. Oh, man. I uh, Normally, I, I, I knew his name. Yeah. Just cause, uh, it's, oh, it's so close <laughs> to my brain. I know. Well, it's in your brain. Shit. It's probably not even close to your brain. Uh, I feel like there's a D in it. Uh, yeah, that sounds like it's right. Uh, Here, I'm gonna Google Spider-Man Hobgoblin. I mean, um, Chronicle actors. Crap. Well, anyway. wait, wait, wait. Sidebar. While I'm googling this, uh-huh. what do you think of doing an app where we live stream Amazing Spider-Man Two and Seth defends it while we watch it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's fine. I mean, I don't want to sit through it. No, really. I mean, we'll do like Fan Four Stick. Yeah, it's a live stream yeah. with commentary that right. no one asked for. I mean, we can. Well, right. we, we need episodes. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we, I mean, I haven't run it by Seth. I can't imagine that he'd be opposed. Yeah. Um, Dane DeHaan. Dane DeHaan. There you go. That's well, anyway, so then he comes up, and he he's, he's like, awestruck by the president. And then he starts quoting the Gettysburg Address back at the president. 
And then he stops, and the other guy he's with starts quoting it back to him. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was a weird moment. It seems strange. Like, like it was treating Lincoln yep. as if he was the legend Abraham Lincoln. Before he... But he was just he president was just a man at, the at the time. Yeah, like... Like, most of the time, a president is active. Mm -hmm. There's obviously people that support them. Yep. But they're more controversial most of the time during their presidency. Mm -hmm. And you know how controversial Lincoln was? Was that half the country seceded. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously not the half that's there fighting with him and talking to him right now. But still, like, he's... I mean, I don't know. He's not a legend. He's not a god. But if you were going to... I don't know. Make I also know of a couple other of my friends who were in a civil war. <laughs> so if Iron Man was to make this sort of speech, I mean, I'd kind of look up to him as a god. Yeah, but would you? And you'd go like quote Spider-Man. it back to him if you met him. You'd memorize it word for word. I feel like that would not put me in like his how many good graces. Think of how many people memorize speeches word for word. That is a tiny amount of people, mm-hmm. and that they're just foot soldiers in the army. The uneducated yeah. class of people that in definitely that unlikely. time, and it was. You're just, right, Daniel Day Lewis does suck. Yeah, obviously he was fine so far, but <laughs> I was just like, if I was making a, a movie about Lincoln, yep, I wouldn't start it off by just confirming what everyone knows about Lincoln. That's mm-hmm. too easy. I'd shake it up a little bit. Like here's Lincoln doing something strange, like maybe him wrestling or something weird, <laughs> just to get people out of there. Out of, so like he becomes like a person again and not like this legendary figure. But instead, he's just immediately the legendary figure. You've he's heard, the guy on the penny. You've heard that uh, rumor that he had a gay relationship with his bodyguard. Hmm. And you want to start this movie with him wrestling with presumably another dude? Well, he was a famous wrestler. That's why I would start yeah. him wrestling. Uh, oh, okay. I did not know that about <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah, he is. I just knew about this conspiracy. Yeah. There's there's a lot of interesting things about Lincoln that they could have started with, but instead he was just so Did Spielberg boring do Jay Edgar? Who did uh, Jay Edgar? I don't know. With Leonardo DiCaprio. Because I feel like that's the exact same thing where mm. it's... Leonardo DiCaprio is just very talented, and they're not utilizing his talent, and they're just making yeah. a weird movie about this president. Yeah. Uh, Although I think that was critically less well-received. This Lincoln got a 90%. Yeah. I just looked it up. I just... Uh, they could have done... It was... It was just so, like... It seemed like it was appealing to, like, patriotic type, like, okay. America's So, like, great. American Sniper. Yeah, which I just, I think you could have handled it with more nuance. And maybe they do. Obviously, I'm 15 <laughs> minutes in. I'm, I'm talking completely out of my review. ass. You're very certain. I'm just saying that's why I turned off the movie, Spielberg, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying that there's a potential chance that you might be wrong and you might end up loving Lincoln. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll still not enjoy the beginning of Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> so there's also a potential chance that you might be wrong and you might love all of the leftovers. I never never said that I wouldn't like the leftovers. <laughs> That's why it's frustrating that you won't watch it. <laughs> I think it's it's probably likely you know that when I this will. You know when this started? More you know than this, likely. You know when this leftovers <laughs> bit started? Episode 4 of this podcast. We are in episode 39 or some 39? shit. 39? 38, 39? I thought we were on episode like 8. <laughs> no. It's been nearly a year since we started. Yeah. And that was one of that was within the first month a bit <laughs> that I wanted you to watch the leftovers. Uh, 
And it's so, it's just so goddamn hilarious because week after week you're like, you know what I didn't like? This Marvel movie that you made me watch. <laughs> and I'm recommending a show that you will genuinely enjoy. Yeah. And you just, well, who's got the time? Yeah, so my, my viewing history this week is I half watched, I watched you the first You didn't watch like, half. I watched a, commu- <laughs> a cumulative like 40 minutes of movies. Okay. What else? Um, oh, you'd great a stupid gesture. Yeah. Okay. And, and Lincoln. Ooh. <laughs> That's not a great, because mine, uh-huh. I watch Ex Machina and Annihilation within two days of each other. I, I am on, I'm riding the high. And I also rented, I texted you the other day, mm-hmm. uh, the, whatever that movie was. Um, oh yeah, the deer hunting? Yeah, it's Killing of a Sacred Deer. Yeah. I haven't watched that yet. Mm. I'm going to. It's very, I'm so curious. I bet it's going to be great. Oh, I watched a documentary. Okay. Called Hiking Hyper- Murder. Hypernormalization. I can't remember the name of the director, but that was very interesting. And that was two hours, 45 minutes. That was quite long. That is very long. But it was great. What's it about? It's about kind of the history of the conflict in the Middle East. Okay, that sounds really boring now that I'm hearing it out loud. It's not. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you... Like, like it's also about, like, um, kind of... Well, it's a, a little bit about the Soviet Union... And uh, like how okay. propaganda worked in the Soviet Union, and yeah. also about All how propaganda works me. in Russia now. Sell it with action. And words. also how propaganda works in America. Okay, it's pretty cool. It's three hours, God, yeah. that is. A- I broke it down. Like I didn't watch it all okay. in one sitting. Okay. I, I watched it over a couple meals and stuff. Okay. But I was pretty engaged with it most of the time. I was watching it, but it was like I just didn't have that much time to sit down and watch mm-hmm. it. Um. I started watching the new Netflix show, Seven Seconds. Oh, also it's free. You can go to Internet Archive yeah. and just get it. Is that an app on my PlayStation? Uh, no, but you could download it and then mm. put it on Too your PlayStation. Too much effort. Can't do it. You can, can you go to the browser and get there. <sighs> Open the browser. <laughs> it's a really... I, no one else I know has seen it. All right, so well, we right now I'm writing. I'm writing this movie. We can't high. talk about it on the podcast. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> It'll get too politically heated. Yeah. Um, which yeah. I recommend it though. It's uh, a yeah, it's a uh, thought provoking movie at the very least. Maybe I'll watch it. Maybe yeah. maybe I'll watch it. I don't think Kay's gonna watch it. <laughs> Just between you and me, audience. <laughs> um, if you watch it, well, I'll watch leftovers. <laughs> There have been so many bargains. Like, Wait, but you've never watched any of the things. The first, well, the first one was watch the wire. Yeah, and I might watch the wire. Yeah. I was going to watch the wire. I was this close to starting the wire, and then I started watching Crashing. Oh. I don't know if you've seen that. No, it's uh, Judd Apatow and Pete Holmes, hmm. and it's Pete Holmes is a comedian in New York, and he's like very religious, and he's married to his high school sweetheart. Um, who is also very religious and they've yeah. been married for like 10 years and she's a teacher and she supports his comedy and he does comedy at like an Applebee's two nights out of the week um, and pays like to you have to drink like three beers before you're allowed to go on. His life is very sad and he's a pathetic man <laughs> and then his wife cheats on him uh, and that's the pilot. And then it's Pete Holmes. Yeah, I like Pete Holmes. Pete Holmes. Oh, he. This is the role he was born to play. Huh. This was, and it is. It's he uses his name, Pete Holmes, and he interacts. That John Mulaney's in it. So each, it's called crashing, which is, hmm. which is the word that means doing poorly when doing stand up. Yeah, but it also means he's crashing. Well, don't he you know say called bombing? Sure. But I guess that's a bad name for a show <laughs> about stand-up. Yeah. Because you'd think bombs. Well, crashing. The point <laughs> of the show is he his wife kicks him out of the house that she's been paying for because she makes all the money. And he s- sleeps 
on the couches of various comedians while trying to make it Ooh, in New mm-hmm. York. It is outstanding. Yeah, he just I just watched he there was an episode with John Mulaney. He just stayed with Bill Burr. Hmm. Um, Artie Lang is a big role in it. That's it's it's fucking hilarious. It's HBO prime content. Yeah, uh, I watched all that in probably three days. Probably since the, in between the last podcast and this, hmm. that has been a majority of my time. Um, highly recommend that. It's very good comedy, um, and anything Judd Apatow touches, obviously. I got, yeah. I'm less 100% on Judd Apatow. I think he's done some stuff that's less what? good. What? Everything? I've never seen anything like that. He's <sighs> I gotta done. look up his, his <laughs> filmography. You don't need to. I mean, I, I got two people, two people tell me that they started watching Love because of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Which is ironic, because we're not really a Love podcast. Um, let's see. Everyone should watch Love season. So you're gonna you're gonna defend season all three is out at this point. Stuff. I love anything Judd Apatow has done. So all the movies he did: Freaks and Geeks. He did Undeclared. Those were his two TV shows that got canceled, which is a shame. What about Trainwreck? That was Amy Schumer. Yeah, his name's on it as like a producer credit, but I that does not. Count. All right, so you only Apatow. want directors? Yeah, I want directing and writing. Directing and writing. Yeah. Well, also, he did direct Trainwreck. Okay, but he didn't write it. I don't know. Amy Schumer wrote it. Because I had high hopes for that movie, and then I found out that Amy Schumer was writing all of it, and I was like, He doesn't write that much. He wrote 40-Year-Old Virgin, Knocked Up, um, uh, Funny People. (laughs) He wrote Walk Hard. This is 40. Yeah. I rewatched that. You mentioned that. Last episode? Yes. Okay. We have talked about Walk Hard. <laughs> You'll rewatch Walk Hard. Um, big fan of Walk Hard. It's not really, good. though. No, it's fine. It's a good comedy. Yeah, it's not a great movie, but it has a lot of good bits. Yeah. It's, but that's like a good comedy can do that. Like, yeah. it can get away it get, with it. It got bad. away with it. It doesn't have to be a good um, story. I think Love is my, like I've said, my favorite body of work on Netflix. He just did a documentary about the Avid Brothers that was really amazing. That's on HBO. Um,. There's there's a talented group of musicians. Hmm. Um, but anything, anyway, uh, Judd Apatow, anything he does, I'm on board. Crashing's great. You should watch it. Just got renewed for season three. Um, I will obviously be binge-watching season three of Love when it comes out next Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's basically all I've been watching. So I'm kind of on this movie high. I've watched two, like, four to five star movies back-to-back mm-hmm. And if I watch one tonight, it has to be amazing. Hmm. Um, well, Killing of a Sacred Deer sounds pretty I know, critically I don't, acclaimed. It, yeah, but it might hmm. be too much patience. Yeah. Well, it's not even that long. I think it's only 100 minutes or so. Hmm. Um, I'm sure it's going to be good. It also seems just like a heavy movie. Like, I really, I've been thinking about Annihilation all day, and I kind of want to keep riding that high yeah. after. Because there's well, a lot. I, I'd say probably give it a while, though. Because yeah. I, I kind of regret watching Three Billboards and Phantom Thread back-to-back. Yeah. Because they kind of stepped on each other yeah. a little bit. I don't want that with yeah. Sacred Deer. But I started watching Netflix's original show called Seven Seconds, hmm. which... I haven't heard of that Yeah, at all. you won't like it. No. I, I saw three months ago they started marketing it, and it was kind of like a murder mystery. Mm-hmm. Basically, I'd compare it to Broad Church, which I did not like. Hmm. Um, but it's just kind of like, it's, I, it, the show is nothing like Broad Church, but mm-hmm. my attitude toward it is hmm. sort of like, I had a higher bar for this, and it's just really just hitting all of the regular beats of a detective show. Hmm. Um, but basically it's just about a crooked cop, um, uh, committing a crime and it's being covered up and the cover up is 
going exponentially out of hand. Yeah. Broad church is definitely a bit straight down the middle in, yeah. in those terms. You kind of just like have that. to like not even the character. You almost have to just like the actors. You know what this is like? This is like if The Shield was on Netflix and they could get away with anything. Hmm. And you know, we did watch a couple episodes of The yeah, Shield. A few. Dickless for Chickless. <laughs> That's a Jake and Amir line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh. I've been watching a lot of Jake and Amir recently. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh. That's been a weird So you have hole. been watching a lot of stuff. I'm, oh, of course I'm watching stuff. It's <laughs> just not, just not content heavy. Well, just not long form content. I've been mm. watching a lot of. St- I've been watch watching a lot of chess content. videos and Jake and Amir. Oh, God. <laughs> your, your life <laughs> baffles me. Yeah. Oh, um, and I'm playing Mario Odyssey on the Switch. Yeah, that's that, that such, game. Oh, my God. So much fun. Ugh. Your life. I mean, you played the Digimon game. I'm still so. playing it. I got the sequel. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> it's it's great. It's no Mario Odyssey. It's, dare I say, better than Mario it is Odyssey. surely not better. <laughs> I definitely like Digimon. I never liked any Nintendo characters. The only game that I enjoyed is Super Mario 64, because that was like the first video game I ever played. My neighbor had it. Hmm. And I was like really big into yeah. uh, collecting all those stars. Yeah. I was a completionist even then. Well, this game has a lot of getting <laughs> yeah, stuck. Well, yeah, if there are moons in this game. Ooh, not a big moon guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, on, I, honestly, I don't really fucking enjoy any Mario game after the Super Smash Bros., obviously, but that's just really like. I mean, I feel like you're not giving them that much of a chance because you're kind of a PlayStation fanboy. I am, for sure. Yeah. So Absolutely. If you I, owned a Switch, if you owned one of their consoles, you'd probably I see wouldn't. it a little differently. I wouldn't own one of their consoles. They're then not... how are you going to enjoy their games? <laughs> I won't. <laughs> did you see they're re-releasing the Spyro the Dragon trilogy? No. Like they did with the Crash trilogy? I, I thought he was owned by uh, the, that toy company now. I think they bought him back. Hmm. Or they're just using the toy company. Like, what is the toy company doing with Spyro? Well, I mean, they had like, what was it, Skylanders or something? They had some weird series. Uh, yeah, that's not making they... as much as a remaster's gonna. Well, it was making enough money to buy Spyro. <laughs> I, that's true. Well, hoping that that would bring in their franchise. Well, I, I think it was just like, like, because that's just like the the premise of that is you buy like the little toy or whatever, then you mm-hmm. put it on the thing and yeah. it plays that character. That's pretty cool. And Spyro was just one of them, like one of a cast of like 40. Like yeah. it wasn't like Spyro and friends. It yeah. was just like, look at all these guys. Also, there's Spyro. If you know who Spyro is, if yeah. you don't, he's just a guy. I am so excited for this remaster because I did not really enjoy the Crash games. Even as a child, they were a chore. Like, mm. it was work to play those games. And it's kind of insane the <laughs> amount of hours that I put into yeah. them. Just because I was like 10, I didn't know any better. That was the only video game I had. I was huh. like, this is as good as video games get, and I'm yeah. not learning in school, so this must be fun. And now looking at it, I have so many options for fun games to play. Mm -hmm. And none of them are Crash. And then I replayed Crash. Seth was really into it because he likes torturing himself with that nonsense game. Well, he does like Dark Souls, too. Yeah. Oh, he is a glutton for punishment. Yeah. I'm a little bit that way in games. Obviously, Mario is not that way at all. (laughs) The opposite, in fact. Yeah. But it's a lot of fun. It Mm. does. It's done a lot of, like... They're not afraid to mess with the formula a little bit with Mario. Mm. Yeah, I don't like him. Like, like there's this, there's a level I just went, and it was like a human city, mm-hmm. but none of the people looked like Mario. They just looked like people in like a like a, any big AAA. You're game. pointing to my stormtrooper in the corner. Is that who you're? Who you're yeah, referencing? I mean they're kind of like they kind of like look those, like him. They're like more like those proportions than Mario's proportions. Okay, so it's weird. Like just walking around a city as Mario, 
And he's like half as, half as tall yeah, as, as like all these normal businessmen. Oh, men. I see. Okay. Yeah. That is weird. Yeah. Maybe he's just a short man. But they, I mean, it all worked really well. Mm-hmm. Mm. But it was, it was just like strange creative stuff that they do in Mario. I'm not a fan of Nintendo. I mean, I feel like you're just kind of picking one side. Yeah. And acting like you can't have both when you could. I can't. Well, I mean, I just don't see the draw of any of the characters, really. Hmm. It's like, I mean, you kind of have to play them. It's really the gameplay. The DC like, I don't, by Marvel. I don't love Mario because Mario's like, oh, he's such an interesting character. <laughs> Mario's a nobody character. Yeah. Like, they, they're almost too afraid to give him too many personality attributes because then you won't relate to him. He's just like a little avatar to... Yeah. Like, he's, he's kind of a nobody in the game. That's why I don't really like Crash as, like, a character, because mm-hmm. he just jumps and spins. That's yeah. not really that fun. Yeah, Spyro kinda like, breathes fire. It's kind of like badass. Luigi has a lot more character than Mario does, because I feel like since he's not the main character, they can kind of do stuff with him. Like, he's, like, notoriously kind of a scaredy cat. Mm-hmm. And Yana, they just have, like, a bunch of d- little things that they've built into him. But Mario's just, like, there's nothing. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like Mickey Mouse. Like, he's got sure. no... What is? It? So does he still jump on people? Yeah. But he also like the the big Does gimmick of this game this is that game? is that he has a hat mm. that has it's like a, kind of like the second character of the game, and if you throw him onto stuff, you become t- that person. Yeah. So like in one of the early levels, you can throw your hat on a T Rex and then like smash around the level, and huh. it's like kind of a well, realistic looking T Rex. Like it's it's an interesting art style they've gone for, where it's like like all. Still cartoony in Mario, but then there's just these kind of almost out of place, more accurate mm. 3D assets. I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of like playing with like a, like uh, like as a kid, like where you had a bunch of different toys. Yeah. And you're just kind of playing with all of them together. <laughs> Do you think our soulmates are listening to this app? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I would love someone to talk. Uh, listen to me talk about the minutia of these stupid things. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's mean, like Mario's like a toy box. I, they don't have to. They just honestly, girl just needs to cry during at the end of Logan. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and I would say the opposite. If you cry during <laughs> Logan, you're probably not my type. Well, that's <laughs> that's kind of how uh, the how uh, the Flintstones, Viva Bedrock, or Viva yeah. Viva Rock Vegas, yeah. Glengarry Bedrock. Sorry. Which, which one of us you think is Fred and then uh, Barney? No, you. We've done this. <laughs> we've done Fred. And Barney. We've done Fred and Barney. We're making a spinoff <laughs> film called Glengarry Bedrock. We need. You know what we need? We need a poster board or a whiteboard in this room. I need to write down all the podcast ideas. <laughs> Script for Glengarry Bed. Glengarry Bedrock. Yeah. Marriage sucks versus no, it doesn't. Find Will Smith's house. All oh, of these yeah. things. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, you forget about them. Yeah. And this is all stuff that needs to happen yeah. before we wrap it up. Yeah, here I am complaining that Kevin Feige didn't write his timeline. Yeah. And I don't even know all the podcasts. You don't know our timeline. Yeah. And it's been a much smaller amount of time than the MCU. Yeah, but uh, we're also getting paid a lot less. Uh, why should that mean that you remember less? Because if I'm getting paid a billion dollars, I'm... Uh, you know, I got a longer memory. <laughs> That's not how memory works. Uh, I mean, if you had, if you got paid a billion dollars, you'd take it for granted. If you were working toward a billion dollars, no, I mean, I'd be taking notes if I had a billion dollars. If you were offered a billion dollars, if you just had a billion dollars, one uh, of many billion if dollars. I, if I suddenly had a billion dollars, I wouldn't do anything. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I would do nothing so much, <laughs> so much nothing. It'd be insane. You'd never get me to watch anything. <laughs> That's bananas.
Uh, I'd just be like in an isolation like, chamber. Yeah, how do you, you'd be like the fat people in Wally? Well, and it, making music. That'd be the two things okay. I'd be doing. Oh, nothing in music. Oh, <laughs> uh, you are an odd individual. That is the case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> um, so, what do you say? We put on our detective hats. Take yeah. off. Take off our Marv. We've made it a cool 48 minutes <laughs> Okay, <in>. nice. <laughs> we still got a good amount of mysteries to do. Yeah. Um, so what do you say? We take off our Marvel pants, uh, your Marv pants and my Noah pants, mm-hmm. and we take off our real pants while we're at it. Sure. Okay. Zip, zip, buckle, Pants buckle. are coming off. Oh, <laughs> there's his penis. <laughs> um, and we put on our detective hats, yeah. and you become your detective alter ego... The Gooch. And I become my detective alter ego, Dr. William Puzzles. <laughs> and we do hey, a Billy little... Puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's odd. Um, the BP, uh, my initials are BP, and I got a lot of the blame for the BP oil spill. Hmm. My detective agency, after it closed down, bought a lot of shares in BP oil. You know, my name has been The Gooch longer than between balls and... The butthole has. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good tagline that you got to work on a little. All the pieces. Are oh, bad. And, and, no! I did have a tagline, didn't I? They call me the Gooch because you get results. No, I'm some. I'm somewhere between a dick and an asshole <laughs> That's when no, I'm dealing it. with the perks. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yes. <laughs> Somewhere between. That's a much better tagline. Well, the um, other one was just like, uh, I'm just stating that I got here first. Okay. So. Like, I'm as old as Goochland. Mm-hmm. Actually, maybe the Gooch is from Goochland, and that's why he's okay. the Gooch. We, can, we have time that's to flesh out the origin story. stories. Let's add that to the whiteboard. Mm-hmm. The origin story, another thing to add to the whiteboard. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that's canon. Okay. That the can Gooch be is from Goochland. Don't forget it, though, along with all of these other no, things. No, no, no. This is permanent. <laughs> this this is, is a billion dollar one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's hope so. Um, so basically what's going to happen is I'm going to read this Marvel mystery, mm-hmm. um, and you are going to listen because we have had problems in the past where you don't listen. Well, I mean, I'm on a podcast, so... Does that mean you listen better? Yeah, I, I think... Like when I'm, I tell you to watch The Leftovers. That's kind of the thing with a podcast. You kind of pay attention to the conversation. Okay. So you have been this whole time. What? Okay. <laughs> um. So I'm going to mix these up and add some uh, Marvel characters, All naturally, right. for Marvel mysteries. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe, if you're lucky, some Marvel... Um, <laughs> like locations. If I can think of those <laughs> on the fly that fast, right. I feel like that might fudge up the mystery. Let's a bit. hear it. Let's give it a shot. Yeah, don't don't sacrifice <laughs> the integrity of the mystery yeah. to make it more Marvel. I'll do one with just characters, and then I feel like if if I get right, a, if right. I get a swing for it, yeah, right, we'll get into it. All right, Doctor Hawkeye. Also, Hawkeye is the detective in this. Uh, okay, because so, he's H. Yes, he's aged. H. Yeah. Dr. H. Yes, but Hawkeye. 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 Um, yeah. So the the origin that I'm giving this... Uh, He's like one of the few people in Avengers who's not a doctor. <laughs> Everyone's a doctor in the Avengers. <laughs> Who else would you give it to? Uh, Dr. Strange? Dr. Dr. Hulk? Dr. Strange isn't going to solve <laughs> mysteries. <laughs> Dr. Hulk? Do you want to call him Dr. Hulk? 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, solving mysteries as the Hulk. Yeah. And any Natural. of his lines, just read them in like me smash kind of vocabulary. Yeah. Sure. So this is what is, what part of the timeline is the Hulk solving mysteries? Is this after? This is this is. This is here, I know. Just okay. make all the details, um, like the remote village that he's in before the events of Avengers Two. Uh, you mean Avengers One? I guess when they pick him up out of the because he's with the Avengers. After. Yeah, I guess it is Avengers One. Okay, so when he's on the run, yeah, from so he's on the run. He's stopping through a village, and they come to him with this problem. And he's such a helpful guy that he goes out of his way. Okay, and solves it. Good. Um, so this is the case of the department store murder. I was going to say S.H.I.E.L.D. flagship, but I don't know how important department (laughs) store is. Um, Dr. Hulk was walking past the lingerie counters on the ground floor of a crowded department department store when he was nearly gored by a bull. Yikes. Yeah. That's pretty intense. Sorry, Apollo. That'd probably make him turn into the Hulk. (laughs) Well, he is the Hulk. He's Dr. Hulk. Oh, he's just as the Hulk. Yes, Dr. Banner is someone else. Okay. This is the Hulk solving (laughs) mysteries as a green monster. Mm. (laughs) And we are hearing these stories secondhand as Dr. Puzzles and the Gooch. Okay. Trying to solve what Dr. Hulk couldn't. Mm -hmm. Or could. We haven't gotten to the end of this. Well, he always solves it. (laughs) Sure, we'll get to that. Sorry, apologized the slim young man in short sleeves. Mm-hmm. He bowed and proceeded on his way. Agily. Ag- oh, agilely. Agilely. Yeah. Okay. With agility. Yeah. With agility, <laughs> steering a paper mache bull's head through a mob of shoppers. Uh, so, so it, it wasn't really a real bull. Okay. Thank God. Dr. That's Hulk the mystery solved. Yeah, Fake we bull. did it. All right. Paper mache is not one. what real bulls are made out of. <laughs> That's true. Behind him trailed two hefty girls laden with the bull's hindquarters. Hmm. They were followed by a procession of slender men. Two brunettes bearing matador costumes, Mm -hmm. a redhead carrying several black petticoats. I feel like there's a lot of extra details here in the brown hair and the red hair. Well, I mean, that might be important. The gooch does not omit any details. We'll see. It just seems like a lot of details. Like they're, They're trying to throw us off. Well, yeah, that's the MacGuffin. Yeah. Or as you called it, the Guffman. Yeah. In the car ride mm-hmm. before we realized that it, that's not the right... Yeah. The waiting, waiting for Guffman. A <laughs> penny for your thoughts. Um, and four blondes, each lugging a bare mannequin upside down. Hmm. Dr. Hulk observed the parade of window dressers file into a roped-off area by the back of a display window. Hmm. He thought nothing of them until an hour later, when he saw a crowd and several policemen collected by the window. Mm-hmm. Uh, policemen, we can imagine, are like agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., obviously. Somebody murdered Vision, a store <laughs> executive, wow. as he sat on his desk. Tough guy to kill. I know. <laughs> that is. <laughs> um, said, uh, said Iron Man. Mm. The only possible angle of fire leads back to this display window. The killer, added Iron Man, undoubtedly used a silencer. Mm. But what baffles me is why nobody saw him pull the gun. Perhaps I can help, said Dr. Hulk, stepping outside the study, the, stu- stepping outside to study the newly decorated window, which was designed to sell 
Torador pants at thirty nine ninety eight. Hmm. Remember that price. <laughs> yeah, important, I'm sure. <laughs> the four mannequins attired as matadors stood around the paper mache bull. The background consisted of a screen painted to resemble a stadium filled with spectators. I believe I can recall the face of the murderer, Dr. H told the inspector. Couldn't the guy just have the gun in the bullhead? Maybe. That's my gut. But why? You need to say why in this game. Why did he do it? What? I just think he did it because, like... Does it matter the character? You need to come up with the why, otherwise... You can't just put someone in jail, Gooch. No, no, I'm saying that that's how he got away with it. Normally, that's what you're trying right, to figure okay. out with. How did he not get caught? Okay. I believe I can recall the face of the murderer, mm -hmm. Hulk told, the, told Iron Man. Shall we go to your office and look through the albums? Whom did Dr. Hulk suspect? All right. Let's, the question. Let's, let's read that ridiculous list of people walking <laughs> by again. All right. Sorry, apologized the slim young man, who I'm picturing a Loki character. Sure. That means he probably did it, if yeah. he's Loki. Should have killed Thor, then. <laughs> <laughs> nope, it was Vision. <laughs> Sorry, apologized the slim young man in short sleeves. He bowed and proceeded on his way. Agile. agile God, that word is so... Agilely. Agilely. That's a... Why? Why is that? That's such a confusing word. Agilely steering a papier-mâché bull's head through the mob of shoppers. With a gun inside. In the bullhead. Yeah. But why how, do, why? how do you know the gun's inside? What evidence do you have? Because Gooch. he had to carry it through a crowded mall without anyone seeing him. How else are you going to carry it? Behind him trailed two hefty girls, laden mm -hmm. with the bull's hindquarters. Sure. They were followed by a procession of slender men. Mm-hmm. Two brunettes bearing matador costumes. Mm-hmm. A redhead carrying several black petticoats. Mm -hmm. And four blondes, each lugging a bear mannequin upside down. One of those is the murderer. Mm -hmm. And also, the price of the Torador costume was thirty nine ninety eight. Well, we know that one person committed the murder, so whenever it's multiple people, it can't be them. Because uh, there's no sure. detail to distinguish them. Okay, alright. Uh, what was the other thing that one of them was carrying? There was one that was like Matador? Uh, so, procession of slender men, two brunettes bearing matador costumes. Mm. And he was shot, though. So, matador costumes. Probably Somebody murdered him. Vision, a story executive. That said, he is a story executive yeah. as he sat as his. And desk. Vision, was he a model? Or, like, what's. What's. What was he. What job was he performing? <laughs> um. Watching past. All right, so let's let's just read the very beginning, just to set the stage. All right, all right. Doctor Hulk was walking past the lingerie counters on the ground floor. Mm -hmm. Might be important of a crowded department store. Yeah. When he was nearly gored by a bull, but not really. Yes. Um. So someone murdered Vision, said mm -hmm. Iron Man. The only possible angle of fire leads back yeah, to the Yeah, and again, what, what job was Vision working? I'm trying to get to that. Okay. I'm hoping that this will explain. Does the name that Vision has that isn't <laughs> Vision help explain? It's Vision. No, the name is it's, it's basically John Doe. Okay. It's a name. Yes. Okay. Vision. Yes, this is right. Name. The man's Jarvis. name. Jarvis. The, yes, but in uh, the person. Jarvis Q. Vision. <laughs> the only possible angle of fire leads back to the display window. 
The killer, added Iron Man, undoubtedly used a silencer. But mm-hmm. what baffles me is why nobody saw him pull the gun. Perhaps I can help, said Dr. Hulk, stepping outside to study the newly decorated I mean, another goofy one I could think of is it's a matador costume. Then you have the little cloth, and you shoot, like, behind it. So why are they selling Torador pants? Is that part of a matador costume, or is that different? Uh, I assume... I don't know what a Torador pants looks like. Well, Toro is bull. Yeah. So it has... What's Mata? Matador. Torador. I mean, it's, that has got to be the same, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that, these are key about, ingredients nothing about solving the mystery. The silencer. You think? There might be. I, I think it's in a bull's head. But you don't have anything to go off of. You're just saying that the gun was no, there. No, because the thing is, is the only person who could have done it is someone who could have snuck a gun in. The only person who could have snuck a gun in, based on the costumes we've heard, is the guy with the bull hat. Um, That's why I think it's him. The gooch speaks. <laughs> do, so do you want me to... I, I mean, I want you to come up with your own alternate theory that you have to convince me of if you want me to change my mind. Do you have a better lead? Well, I am Dr. Puzzle's specialist. Yeah. So no. do, you, do you have a better lead? Um, Hulk observed the parade of window dressers file into a roped-off area by the back of a display window. Mm-hmm. He thought nothing of them until an hour later when he saw a crowd of several policemen collected by the window. Shield agents. Mm-hmm. Roped off area by the back of a display window. And in the display window is Torador pants. Mm-hmm. I think it has something to do... And the bull that they set up, presumably. So this happened at the display window, and I think one of these people is wearing that costume in an attempt to get away, but they're not dressed correctly because Matador and Torador are something different. Oh. So you think... They were wearing the wrong pants. Something to that regard. Wrong clothes, maybe. So let me. So followed by. So this is a bull. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paper mache bull's head uh, through the mob shoppers mm-hmm. behind trail two Perfect happy girls. Perfect for hiding a gun. Laden. Yeah, you're so dumb, huge. <laughs> um, I'm a bullheaded guy. <laughs> they were followed by a procession of slender men, two br- brunettes bearing matador costumes. Specific. Mm-hmm. A redhead carrying several black petticoats and four blondes, each lugging a bear mannequin upside down. I bet a Torador rides a bull and a Matador does the red flag with the bull. I bet mm. that's the difference. Yeah, and how does this reveal that who it was? Oh, yeah, we still have to figure that out. So it would be... Because even if that's inaccurate, what is that... How does that... Who's that point to? It would have to be the... Matador costumes. The two brunettes. It was a double murder. It was two those two brunettes. guys. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, we got to make a decision now. Okay. I go with two that. brunettes. Yes. I say it's it's Bullhead Man. Should we agree before we figure it out or before we read the answer? Uh, nah. Because this is a oppositional podcast. Marvel sucks versus no, true. it doesn't. That's true. Okay. So, would you like me to read? Go the ahead. Answer? The red-headed man, who apparently scooped up some petticoats from a counter and fallen in with the window dressers. Oh. As the petticoats had no place in the window since Torador pants were shown, their only purpose was to conceal the gun. Well, there you go. We're uh, both wrong. <laughs> so We let him get away with it. So, does that mean that petty... Oh, poor Dr. Hulk. We let him down. 
Hmm. Hulk has to smash now. <laughs> petticoats. Does that mean, so if you add petticoats... You're, you were right originally, though, that it wouldn't be multiple people. Yeah. And that was the only one-off in that lineup. Yeah. The So I guess we were supposed to be thinking about what goes into a Matador costume, which you were doing. Yes. You were just focused on the wrong part, which was the pants. <laughs> when it was the shirt, the petticoats, which I didn't even occur to me. I don't know what shirts are. But petticoats just cover the entire body, so are they saying a Matador wouldn't wear a petticoat? Yeah. That's pretty. That is does make sense. Why would a Matador wear a petticoat? Well, there you go. Okay. Next mystery. Ugh. That's that's so devastating. Yeah. When we read these, like, on the drive to mm-hmm. Alabama, like we did like thirteen in a row without getting it wrong. Yeah. And then we started missed the first up. one. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Doctor Hulk. All right. Yeah. The case of the double blowout. <gasps> Doctor Hulk dun, dun, dun. was returning late at night from a hunting trip when the headlights of his car shone upon a sedan. Parked across the country road. Hmm. He swerved on to the shoulder to avoid a collision and braked as two of his tires blew. Whoa. Suddenly, four masked men appeared. Hmm. They relieved him of his money and sped off in the sedan. Hmm. I'm sure he was not relieved to have them do it. No, definitely not. Dr. Hulk was mad. I don't know how they got the <laughs> jump on him. A neat little caper, muttered the sleuth, as you know, as Hulk would say. Mm-hmm. Um, playing his flashlight over the scattering of razor-sharp studs that had caused the two flats. Mm -hmm. Tramping to a farmhouse, he told the farmer who answered his knocking, I was just robbed about a mile down down the road. This is a Hawkeye's farmhouse, by the way. He's (laughs) talking to Hawkeye. Oh, neat. I'll need a new tire. Can you get someone to help me? Come in, Hawkeye said. I'll telephone Titusburg. Make yourself comfortable. Hawkeye disappeared into the kitchen. Dr. Hulk heard him speak over the telephone to the sheriff and then to a service station. The sheriff and a new tire are on the way here, Hawkeye said, emerging from the kitchen. Why only one tire? Is that part of the mystery? Because it was Maybe. a double blowout. <laughs> Why is he need one tire? Well, we'll come back to okay, that. Okay. That's good. An hour later... Hulk was recounting the details of the holdup to the sheriff while a serviceman put on his spare tire and the new tire. Ah, spare. spare. Duh, you idiot. Why? Yeah. Uh, and the so new weird. tire, which the farmer had requested. Mm-hmm. Then, upon Hulk's recommendation, the sheriff arrested the uh, Hawkeye for being involved in the holdup. Uh, wow. Hawkeye, how could you? You're both Avengers. He did it because he was a tire salesman. How did he know what size tire to get? Because mm, he's a tire salesman. <laughs> I don't think that is a name. He was one of the uh, criminals. But so let me make sure that that's it, because that's got to be it if he doesn't explain what tire. Uh, just robbed about a mile down the road. I need a new tire. Can you get someone to help me? Come in, said Hawkeye. I'll telephone Titusburg. He didn't mention what make or model. I think that's got to be it. Hmm. Maybe it's because... Titusburg isn't a real place. (laughs) (laughs) It's made up. (laughs) And the sheriff in it was also Hawkeye. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like a good explanation to me. Okay. I mean, we were wrong once. We've already let one murderer get away with it. Um, Is there anything about tax? 
that farmers have tax. That Why would that have yeah, anything to do make with any it? Sense. I'm looking for things that don't like that we haven't considered. <laughs> tax doesn't even. There's no money mentioned in this, other than his. Money no, no, was... not not tax. Money tax. Taxes and the stuff that popped his tires. <laughs> <laughs> that makes more T-A-C-K-S. sense. T a c k s. Okay. <laughs> what is the farmer's tax rate? <laughs> Um, I like he did it for answer. the subsidies. <laughs> do you have Do you have a better answer? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, I'm gonna go with mine. I'm we might let it. This is also if this guy gets away with Hulk's money. No, unless he had seen Hulk's car parked yeah. not a mile away from, or parked at night a mile away from his house, the farmer could not have known what size tire to order. Yeah. We did it. There We're back go. on top. One and one. One for one. The first one was a practice. All right. It is an hour and eight minutes in. Let's okay. do one more to close it out and to break the tie. Okay. What if we don't break the tie? Then we have you to do three out of lose? five. <laughs> if, if we let them get away with we it. We might do a, a tie, a one to tie us up if we don't get it. And then one, two. Well, it depends if we make it. If <laughs> we go, if we get to one and three, we're out. I'm just saying four out of seven. I'm, if we get to one and three, we're out. Okay. So we'll see how this goes. It's a win by two scenario. The best thing is everyone listening to this knows exactly how far we make it <laughs> because there's an X amount of time left. Yeah. But we don't right now. Um, the case of the dying Brazilian. It was the Brazilian that did it. Well, the Brazilian died. Yep, exactly. Suicide. This actually ties in well to Hulk's story because he was in Brazil, yeah. South America for a while. Perfect. It had been months since um, Captain America had slipped into Iron Man's office to peddle a phony tip. Ah, oh, Captain America <laughs> with his lies. <laughs> <laughs> I got something. Sure, should, it shouldn't be Loki. Uh, Just in case you wanted to. Go yeah, there. all right. Continuity. Oh, sake. My, my my eyes where I had something in them. I yeah. thought Captain America walked in with one yeah, of his no, ironclad tips. <laughs> For continuity's sake. No, it was actually Loki disguised as Captain America because oh! he literally does that in the movie. There you go. All right, but that's revealed later in the mystery. We're just gonna say it right now that it was okay. Loki. Uh, it had been months since Loki had... Should, should we put that on our tally? We've solved two mysteries yeah. now. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's been months since Loki had slipped into uh, Iron Man's office to battle a phony tip. I got something on the Vision case. Vision died again. Oh, oh that's <laughs> the so tough to hear. The greasy little informer confided shyly. Yeah. It's Loki for you. Vision, uh, Iron Man explained to Dr. Hulk... Is a ten- this is like story on story on story. <laughs> um, Vision, Iron Man explained to Dr. Hulk, is a 10-year-old boy who was kidnapped last month in Santos. Did you say Brazil. Iron Man? Iron Man, yeah. So Iron Man is explaining the story to Dr. Hulk. They're explaining the story of Iron Man and Loki. But I thought Loki's explaining it. Loki, so that's how this starts. I'm saying it's like a Wes Anderson movie where you're hearing one yeah. version of the story through another person. Okay. Um, but I can start over. Since yeah. also, apparently, a ten-year-old boy is not Vision. Should we do... Who's a young boy? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Sp- yeah, Spidey. Spider-Man. Okay, Spider-Man. Peter Parker. Peter Parkster. It had been months since Loki had slipped into Iron Man's office to peddle a phony tip. You mean Hulk's office? No, because it, it says <laughs> this is Iron Man's office. I know this is confusing, okay. but it's not me making Marvel <laughs> characters. I know this sounds confusing. I feel like it should have been Hulk's office. It should be. Hulk it is should. That is the way this okay, is written. Okay, okay. It should be. So this first paragraph, I'm just going to lay out the timeline. 
It's been a month since Loki had slipped into Iron Man's office to peddle a phony tip. Right. That was that happened a while ago. Uh-huh. Now, modern day, I got something on the Spider-Man case. The greasy little informer confided shyly. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man, Iron Man explained to Dr. Hulk, is a 10-year-old okay, boy now I get it. who was kidnapped last month in Santos, Brazil. His father, a millionaire, mm-hmm. good for Peter, um, paid the ransom. Yeah, I don't remember his dad doing so hot. It's, and that he was absent in the yeah, Spider-Man Yeah, because well, he's a millionaire. <laughs> That's why I left him. You want to be aunt. weighed down by kids if you got <laughs> island money? Dineros. Dineros. The boy, uh, his father paid uh, paid the million dollar ransom, but Peter Parker has not been returned. Last night, said Loki, back to the first part of the mm-hmm. story, this old guy in Pedro's flop started to talk as he lay dying. At first he ran on about how he had lived all his life in Brazil and never did anything wrong till last month. Then he got interesting. Mm. He said he had sinned by collecting the ransom money for young Peter. Before he got paid his share, he had overheard the rest of the kidnap gang plotting to kill him. So that night, he stowed away on a freighter and jumped ship to America. With his dying breath, he named the town in Brazil where the kidnappers were laying low. Of course, he spoke Spanish, or he spoke in Spanish, and I didn't understand him. But Pedro who is Mexican, understood and did the interpreting. Pedro will back me up. I figure, concluded uh, Loki. Peddler of lies. Yes. <laughs> that the name of the town where the kidnappers are hiding is worth a bundle. Hmm. Loki always trying to make that money. That of scratch. Course, of course. Iron Man rose, growling. Dr. Hulk barely had time to open the office door before Loki went sailing out. Okay, so both, all three of them were in the office. Yeah. That was very confusing. The yeah, way that was definitely. Written. I know why. Wow. Oh. Because Brazil, they don't speak Spanish, they speak Portuguese. Yeah, that's true. Okay. <laughs> so that's, we're in agreement. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's gotta be it. Okay. Uh, Loki had bribed Pedro, the flophouse proprietor, to confirm his phony tip. However, a dying man who lived all his life in Brazil wouldn't speak his last words in Spanish because Portuguese is the language of Brazil. Oh. Two for Two one. Two for one. We won. We, we did it. Game over. We did it. Sweet, sweet victory. That's five out of 11? Or six out of 11? <laughs> this is how these typically go. <laughs> you get a couple right, you start feeling oh, We good. are on a roll. But we are also at an hour and 15. Oh, that is the sweet spot. The sweet spot. I mean, we can always do more at a later date. This can be Marvel Mysteries 01. <laughs> there could yeah. be more at a different time. Yeah. We'll, we'll, get the, we'll get the audience feedback on this episode. Well, yeah. And then we will proceed as necessary. That last one was just so easy. I guess that's why it kind of feels like we should we do one were, more. Yeah, we were kind of gypped. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously Portuguese. Yeah. It's... And then they, they so heavily handedly said Pedro was Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do one more. Okay. One more. But it doesn't matter if we get it wrong or right. Correct. This is the last Unless one. Unless we get it wrong. <laughs> the case of the Infinity Stone. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, specific. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, we'll make this the uh, time stone. Mm-hmm. Or no, the 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 tesseract stone, the mind oh, stone. Okay. Mind stone, which is in Vision's head, I think. So the, he's died. <laughs> he's gone. <laughs> so yeah. So now it's the mind stone. 
The coroner just finished a preliminary examination, said Iron Man. Professor... Uh, oh, Professor X. There you go. That's all content. It's all part of Disney now. <laughs> MCU. Professor X died of a heart attack about 11 p.m. I telephoned you because of a complication over the Mind Stone. Mm-hmm. The ring given him by... I'm assuming the ring is the Time Stone. Mm-hmm. Um, given him by the Mahara- Mar- Maharani of Isha during his trip to the East last year, recalled Dr. Hulk. Hmm. And worth an emperor's ransom, added Iron Man. Miss uh, Scarlet Witch, Professor X's longtime secretary, mm-hmm. this is a lot of characters, yeah. <laughs> claims he presented it to her last week. She okay. kept it hidden in her room and told no one, afraid of causing family resentment. Hmm. However... Um, Scarlet Witch. Did I say Black Widow or Scarlet Witch? Scarlet Witch. Okay, so Black Widow, a teenage niece, insists she saw her uncle wearing the Mind Stone an hour before he died. At 10 p.m. At 11 p.m. Well, he died at 11 p.m., so she saw him wearing it at 10 p.m. Correct. Yeah. How much were those Matador pants? 39.98. The gooch is always (laughs) on it. The gooch is on the case. Thus, the question is whether uh, Scarlet Witch received the Mind Stone as a gift or by stripping it from Professor X's hand, Mm -hmm. said Dr. Hulk, as he examined the body. What's funny is if they had the ring, Mm -hmm. they would know. Because the Mind Stone! (laughs) But they don't. Yeah. Um, Oh my god, another character? Okay, let's hear it. (laughs) Um... Uh, shit. Um, uh, what kind of character do you need? I need <laughs> a lecturer in rabbinic Hebrew. <laughs> uh, That's not a, a deep bench in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Doctor Strange. Okay. <laughs> Doctor Strange, lecturer... He, he belongs to a long-standing tradition. Okay, sure. <laughs> Doctor Strange of rabbinic Hebrew sure. lay slumped in a heavy leather armchair. A red volume, open to reveal (laughs) Hebrew print, lay where it had fallen at the moment of death. Dr. Hulk asked to see the niece, who told her story with cool assurance. I was in the den with Uncle Professor X between 9 and 10 o'clock, she said. I had some typing to do, and he said I might go ahead, as he was merely reading for pleasure. From the red book by the chair? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. And was he wearing the Mind Stone? He was. I sat here at the desk, not eight feet from him. I couldn't have been mistaken. Occasionally, when his right hand turned the page, the jewel, uh, the stone, basically, Mm -hmm. which he wore on his little finger, flashed brilliantly. That would be ridiculous how big the (laughs) Tesseract is. (laughs) Well, I mean, the stone comes out of it. Like, the Tesseract is, it's part of the, there's a little stone inside (laughs) this big thing. Dr. Hulk's face tightened in a rare display of anger. You are a jealous young lady. I suggest you go directly to to Scarlet Witch and apologize for maliciously attempting to discredit her. Okay, so something about this red book. You think that's just an erroneous That detail? is an insane MacGuffin if they're bringing in a rabbi. Rabbi Strange. Yeah. <laughs> With the red book. 
Although, if that is a very specific, like, well, wait, wait, but they specific to Jewish lore. Yeah, that'd be tough for us to. <laughs> we know. don't know much. Yeah, like, like, what if the Red Book is like that's that's a they book. don't read that's that the during... Morning Book or something. <laughs> they don't read it. They wouldn't the... read that at night. Yeah. Oh, that might be it. Yeah. It could be. Um, so what details do you want to read here? So we got the time. So what the rabbi, what's he doing there? Rabbi Strange. Or Yeah, Dr. When, when does Strange. he get there? Uh, he is there. No, he lay slumped in a heavy leather armchair. So, oh, sorry. I think I added too many characters. Yeah. Profe okay. Professor X was... Professor X, we don't need Doctor Strange. Okay, that makes sense. They, that they said his name Well, because it said he had the ring. Yeah, yeah, And so I was like, isn't that the... Okay, yeah, so, so, yeah. That all adds up. They add, they didn't call him Professor the second time. Um, <laughs> lecturer, that's so weird that they add the Hebrew thing in post, too. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Hmm. Red Book. Red Book. Professor X is reading this Red Book. If that's what it is, that is such like a... What's the name? What's the author's name? Uh, Donald J. Sobel. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I mean, he, I don't know what that name harkens from. Uh, well, I mean, he's pretty astute of all things Marvel and everywhere else. <laughs> so I think he knows some stuff. Um, so <laughs> let's see what the girl said. Because she yeah. was lying. Yes. So obviously something she said was not true. Yeah. And if we find out what it was. She saw him wearing the ring while... Well, he said, was it his pinky? Yeah. I bet it's left right hand, some sort of thing. Oh, oh, oh. Mm. Left right hand, a red volume, open to reveal Hebrew print, lay where it had fallen at the moment of death. wonder what side it is, if, that, if he was holding it in a certain hand. Hmm. Um... All right, the ring, the Infinity Stone giving, given to him by the Maharani of Isha, who we can now call Doctor Strange, since oh. his character wasn't used. And I assume this doesn't matter, mm -hmm. but one of the details is that the stone is shiny. Is there any chance the stone isn't shiny? I don't think so. Okay. Just out of curiosity, if it was like a... That would be insane. <laughs> <sighs> Like, I mean, what, what type of stone... Yeah, okay, yeah, it's shiny. <laughs> the Tesseract is shiny. I figured it out. <laughs> okay. Good. Um, okay. This is just a thinking podcast. I know. It, I mean, well, the audience at thinking. home is like, I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah. There's some people driving right now that this is a good You think anyone's puncher. figured it out already? And they're like, you yes, idiots. absolutely. You clods. Yes. I know all the books. <laughs> and the red one is not a night one. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so let's just go over the beats. The Infinity Stone, given to him by Doctor Strange during his trip to the East last year, recalled Doctor Hulk, is worth an Emperor's ransom. Oh yeah, who gave him the book? Who gave him the book? Or who gave him the ring? The, the Doctor Strange, the Maharani of Isha. Would he? Yeah, probably. During his trip to the East, are you saying he wouldn't possess an Infinity Stone? Maybe. I'm saying he wouldn't give it to a Jewish no. lecturer. I don't think that. Maybe. He's an anti-Semite. Yeah, we solved it. <laughs> the MacGuffin character is racist. Yeah. He was giving it to him 
by a Nazi. <laughs> Can't be. Um, okay. So, Scarlet Witch, Professor X's longtime secretary, mm-hmm. claims he presented it to her last week. She kept it hidden in her room and told no one afraid of causing family resentment. However, Black Widow, a teenage niece, insists she saw her uncle wearing the sapphire an hour before he died. The Tesseract. Yes. It's the sapphire-colored sapphire. tef- Tesseract ah, Infinity Stone. That's true. Um, thus, the question is whether Scarlet Witch received the Tesseract as a gift or by stripping it off a dead man's And we know that she received it as a gift at this point. Yes. We're... Sh- uh, yeah. Because she's... The, the niece is lying, mm-hmm. as revealed at the end. Professor X, lecturer in rabbinic Hebrew lay slumped in a heavy leather armchair. A red volume, open to reveal Hebrew print, lay where it had fallen at the moment of death. Dr. Hulk asked to see the niece, who told her story with cool assurance. I was in the den with Uncle Professor X between 9 and 10 o'clock. I had some typing to do, and he said I might go ahead, as he was merely reading for pleasure. From the red book by the chair? Yes. And he was wearing the Infinity Stone. He was. I sat here at the desk, not eight feet from him. I couldn't have been mistaken. Occasionally, when his right hand turned the page, the jewel, which he wore on his little finger, flashed brilliantly. He's turning the pages with his right hand? Yes. So what was the left-hand-right hand thing you were talking about earlier? I thought that might be, like, if the book fell to his left, but there Mm. wasn't anything like that. I think you might be onto something, like, he said he was reading for pleasure, and maybe this is, like, a serious book. Hmm. Whatever this red book is. The Torah. Uh-huh. But I mean, you could... It has... Rabbinic Hebrew, if that has nothing to do with it, that yeah. is such a... a yeah, MacGuffin. so much detail about that. <laughs> and the fact that he specifies that it's the red book. Yeah. Red volume open to reveal Hebrew print. That is very specific. Hmm. At the moment of death. I think it this sounds like something. Would you read this for fun? But the book is laying there. Yeah. So you think she planted the book there? Um, to sell her story? Yeah. Hmm. Probably. Wouldn't maybe you? maybe that's why it's weird is cuz he got out she got out the wrong book. Reading for pleasure? Yeah, cuz I don't think you'd be reading whatever this this book is for fun. Yeah, or like it just doesn't make sense. Like it's a, um, like a genealogy or something. It's like oh, he's just reading a genealogy. But we don't know what this red Jewish book is. No. Okay. But we it, that could be a detail that matters. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know the color code for the books. <laughs> Telephoned over complication. The Infinity Stone. Hmm. Maybe, do you think he would travel to the East if he was Jewish? Yeah. That's what, I mean, I was trying to see where he went, like if yeah. that, would, that was a thing, but it doesn't sound like it's a thing. It's a trip to the East. Yeah. I mean, that's... That's, that's such a vague part of the mystery, and they spend so yeah, much Yeah, and he time. does have the ring. Yes. So that's not in question. That Yes. So, it's really only her account that is fraudulent. Mm-hmm. And but there could be a detail in the other parts that explains why her account is fraudulent. <laughs> What's the entirety of what she says? Here, let's just hear that for the last time, and then we'll make a decision. Okay. 
I was in the den with Uncle Professor X between 9 and 10 o'clock, she said. I had some typing to do, and he said I might go ahead, as he was merely reading for pleasure. Is there... What about... Um... Like... Sabbath e rules. Is there? Does it tell us what day this is or anything? Like maybe you're not supposed to be reading um, if you're Orthodox or something. No, I was thinking about that. Like it, you read on the Sabbath or you don't read on the Sabbath or something yeah. like that. But it doesn't say what day it is. Hmm. Um, but it could be like a time thing. Maybe like after sundown, you're not supposed to. That's read true. Something. Yeah, it is 11 p.m. They do specify. Yeah, that it's evening. That is. Uh, and if he evening. and if he was devout, he wouldn't read after. Especially time. for fun. Yeah. I like that. Okay. All right, let's do it. Professor X was reading a book written in Hebrew, which is read from back to front. He therefore would not would have turned wouldn't have ah! turned his hand with, with his right hand, but his left. Uh, did you know that? I had no idea. Hebrew's written back to front. I feel like I might have known Why? that at some point. That is exhausting to read and write. Well, I mean, it's normal. Why? Like, Why is that normal? Japanese is the same way. Really? Yeah. Oh, and I studied Japanese, but I mean, but I you didn't, didn't study, study Hebrew, no. <laughs> so I wouldn't have known. That makes sense. I've seen people read from like the Torah, and I Do didn't they notice backwards? that. Yeah, they must right to oh, left. That is, that is a satisfying that we got it wrong because it wasn't for like a dumb reason. Yeah, it was something we could have figured out if we put more effort into it. Yeah, and we, is, I mean, it was just a lack of knowledge on our end. That Hebrew's written. Yeah. You don't write to You left. don't think you would have known that? I don't think I would have ever okay. come up with that. I wouldn't have known that. Like, I... We let Dr. Hulk down. I feel like there's a chance I, I have heard that fact in passing, mm-hmm. but it was probably when I was at, like, a bar mitzvah when I was 12. <laughs> <laughs> then you don't have any of that intel, just you know, still... You know, it's it. just it doesn't bubble into the consciousness that often. Mm. Dang, I was trying to think of, like... All the things I know about Hebrew. (laughs) And (laughs) And it did not amount to much. It didn't. That was the thing that you didn't have. Wow. Which... uh, Uh, What a tough one to end on. That's a a much more classic episode of A Two-Minute Mystery, though, than the one before that where we just got it. Yes. Because that was just, like, very obvious. That's true. I mean, we could... But there you you go. We could break the tie. It's an hour 30 now. <laughs> but like one more, maybe. Fine. Last one. <laughs> the viewers remember halfway through when they were like, this might be the last one. Yeah. And the viewers like, there's fucking 70 minutes of this shit left. <laughs> All right. The last ca- one. The case, no matter what. The last one. Unless we lose. No. We lose if we lose. <laughs> yeah. But we can't let Dr. Hulk down. We might be able to join the Avengers. We're two and two. This is the decider. All right. Either we're failures or succeeders. Avengers. <laughs> okay. This is case of the fashion cameraman. Mm. This is going to be tough. It's going to be some fashion detail. <laughs> or a camera detail. Oh. You are a cameraman. Uh, you film stuff. It's going to be like uh, you would never wear a corsage <laughs> to the... Races. <laughs> uh, can we, when we take our Facebook page live, I'm just going to make that the opening <laughs> quote of the first post. You would never wear a corsage to the races. Okay. Let's hear it. I was taking fashion movies uh, this morning. I, why is it? I was taking fashion movies? Yeah, like he was filming fashion films. Oh, taking. Okay, that's a weird way to say that. Yeah. Um... This morning when the men who held up the American bank ran smack in front of the camera. Um, Phil Coulson said over the telephone. Okay. 
Somebody broke into my studio this afternoon, he continued. I'm sure it was the bank robbers. Luckily, the film was in the developer and they missed it. Can you come over? I may need help. Dr. Hulk assured the frightened Coulson mm -hmm. that he was on his way. When he arrived, a movie projector was humming. The criminologist had a fleeting glimpse of a fashion model on the screen a split second before the film ran out with a snapping clack. I've got close-ups of the robbers near the start, said Coulson, flipping off the machine. Um, quickly, he removed the reel and dropped it into a black bag. I'm off to the police with this, he said. Would you mind staying here just in case those cutthroats are watching while I sneak out the back? Dr. Hulk agreed. But be careful, he warned. Coulson wasn't careful enough. Um, uh, Nick Fury told Dr. Hulk three days later. He drove off the road. His body was discovered in the wrecked convertible at the bottom of the Guernsey Ravine an hour ago along with this. Uh, Nick Fury held up the reel of film. Let's have a look at it, he said, threading a projector. Coulson's pictures were professionally perfect, except they were entirely of skinny fashion models in bizarre clothes. There's the proof that Coulson was murdered, said Dr. Hulk. The bank robbers edited out the hold-up sequence and then tried to make his death look like an auto accident. Hmm. What's the proof? I think it's going to have something to do with film. Yeah. Like 35 millimeter film. Something about you wouldn't put it in a yeah. bag. Well, see, the problem is everything up to after three days, like, it's, it has to be something that happens in the before three days and then something that happens after that makes him realize that something that happened during the first three, before the three days mm -hmm. break. Um, so what, what clip did they see of the film while he was at the guy's My place? original thought was you wouldn't drop film into a bag. Hmm. But then if that was the case and Dr. H knew it, he wouldn't have let him go die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Hulk, that is. Yeah, so what did they see in the first reel? Okay. Um, Dr. Hulk assured the frightened man he was on his way. When he arrived, the movie projector was humming. The criminologist had a fleeting glimpse of a fashion model on the screen a split second before the film ran out with a snapping clack. Okay. Fashion model. Um... Coulson's pictures were professionally perfect, except they were entirely of skinny fashion models in bizarre clothes. So that's the entirety of what we know is on the reels? Yes. Fashion hmm. cameraman. Here, can I see? Sure. I'm just curious with my own eyes. Well, you have to read all of the, mm -hmm. you know, the stuff correctly. Alright, here, you fill in the, the air while I look over this. Okay, so... Um, Coulson had a film projector. He was filming. He's a fashion cameraman. Dr. Hulk shows up. Coulson says, um, I'm scared the burglars are after me? Is that what it says? Yeah, the bank robbers. The bank robbers. Why are they chasing him? Because he had footage of them. But he just has fashion models footage. But they were at the beginning of the reel. That's what he oh, said. I've I got close-ups of the robbers near the start. Okay. And then at the end... Meaning something that the film had already played through. Uh, so wait, what? So what? What? So they started halfway through the reel or whatever when Doctor H gets there, and rather than going back to the beginning yes. and showing but him what, the, the second time, what did the what was the film? Yeah, it was it was later in the reel. Like he said, uh, uh, 
the bank robbers edited out the holdup sequence when they tried to make Wait. his death look like an auto accident. Wouldn't would the film? Oh, because the film it would have played backwards because you need to rewind the film after. Like, so he played it all the way through, then he put it in a bag. Then he was gone for three days, mm-hmm. and sure, he didn't rewind it in that time. Oh. And then they started it. Well, that doesn't really make sense, I don't think. I think I'm on to something. <laughs> but huh. my, my logic Let's to see. get there. Let's have a look at it. The pictures were professionally perfect, except for the fact they were entirely of skinny fashion models and bizarre clothes. There's Why is the that proof not professionally that was... perfect? There's the proof that Courtney or that Colson Colson was murdered. <laughs> the bank robbers edited out the holdup sequences and then tried to make his death look like an auto accident. Okay, but, but how did they edit it out? Yeah, and well, how did oh, they so do it, it would wrong? Be, so it would be the models. I do you think it has something to do? So they started it at the end, and then it would have played backwards. Yeah, I mean, it really feels like the crux of the mystery he solves in this, in that the footage is missing. Mm-hmm. Like, like I would have expected this to go, um, uh, he rewatched the film and something, and he said, aha, there's no way this could be. What did he notice? And then we'd be like, oh, that part of it was edited out. Correct. But instead, we already have that answer. <laughs> <laughs> Which is interesting. Hmm. Um, Do you think it has something well, to do with rewinding the film? I think it might be that they... Maybe they did rewind the no, film. No, no, that he, he crashed into a ravine. The film is fine. Uh, so they took the canister first. Yeah. They drove him off a cliff. They yes. edited it and then put it back at That's the scene true. of the crime. You think the film wouldn't last in water? At the very least, it would have unraveled or something. Okay, I like that. That's my guess. Um, I that yes, ravine makes sense. Or something to do, maybe, with since it was developing. If it was crashed in the ravine in the sunlight, that could also screw up the. So image. it's something about the ravine and the film. Yes, I like the water damage. Well, is it? Is there any water? Yeah, it just says the Grimsby, bottom. Of the oh, maybe ravine not. doesn't mm. say. I just think that the reel would have been ruined in the wreck. Okay. I think that's probably what they're aiming for. All right. The gooch has spoken. Coulson had removed the film from his projector without rewinding it. Ah! Ah. Wait, so, but... Hence, unless it had been tampered with, the models would have been walking upside down and backwards when shown in the sheriff's office. Hmm. Well... Shit! (laughs) I would like to say that Dr. Puzzle's... Kind of half figured that out. Yeah. I said rewinding. Yeah. And then you sort of led me astray with your bad detective work. But didn't that show that they didn't? Oh, because they did rewind it because yes. they did edit it. Yes. Because hmm. they're liars. Otherwise, that was my original thought, except I didn't know it would play upside down. Yeah. I figured it would just play backwards. Hmm. But. Well, there we go. We did it. We're failures. <laughs> that was it. Could have ended on a high note, but you want to do another two one? more mysteries. No, <laughs> we it's could, over. We're losers. We, we could, we're beat. <laughs> we could do two more, Gooch. Nah, it's over, Coach. It's over, Coach Gooch. All right. Well, I've been Jordan Peoples, and Marvel has sucked. It, no, it doesn't. <laughs>
Yeah, what sucked? Marvel does not suck. It's, we've sucked. We've sucked. We've let down Marvel, which is great. Yeah. I've been Noah doesn't, and DC... We've been, like, real DC guys on this Marvel podcast. Ah... <sighs> 